Hello and welcome to Push Your Tush with Jack. Jack the the the, the digger. <laughs> Jack the digger. Okay. We're wow, gonna dig in. New... We're gonna dig in. We're gonna we're gonna fly on your Peloton bike. Oh, um, uh, well, I'm glad I got this new Peloton bike, um, but this, this new program seems kind of scary. Oh, dig right, in, dig in, it. and pedal. Pedal to the metal. Push oh, your tush. Oh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. Oh. And now you have a baby. Oh. <laughs> and that's where babies come from. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Independent Filming Review Hour, or 30 minutes, give or take. Uh, this is a show that's Dan, I'm Jared, by the way, where we cover independent films. Dan? I'm Jack. And now I'm you're Jack. not Jack anymore. <laughs> <laughs> End the character. Pull the plug of the Peloton. Is it Peloton? Pol- Peloton, Peloton. Peloton. A Peloton is something I had uh, at a Euro place once, and it was fantastic. <laughs> so scrumptious. Anyways, we're going to cover a film. Dan, what is the name of that film? Uh, Minacious. Minacious. Now, I want to tell you something, and you're going to find this hard to believe, but I didn't know how to say this word. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm usually really That's great really with words. That's really cool, because I just, I looked speaking. at the word and I spoke it, you know. Huh. Used... That's a gift. That's a gift that you have <laughs> that certain people don't. I kept in my head saying meniscus <laughs> in my dyslexia brain. Meniscus. So the whole time I was watching this film, I'm like, meniscus, meniscus. Where have I heard that word? I'm trying to think. I'm like, isn't that a body part? And I'm thinking like, okay, this movie's going to be about some like body part or I something. Was, I was like, meniscus, isn't that? And then I'm like, oh no, that's mescaline. <laughs> oh, that would have been a whole other different type of film. Anyways, I'm pretty sure meniscus is like cartilage in your knee or some stupid shit. Anyways, it's not called that. I'm dumb. Menacious. Dan, what is Menacious about? Menacious is about a woman who is working as a bank call service line fixing bankers' problems. Well, not bankers, yeah. but bankies. Customer service yeah. shit. Anyway, yeah. she, call she's, center she's doing all that, and there's a caller that calls in and has a problem and makes it her problem and... um tries to find her out where she is yeah, because she's house sitting yeah. for her uncle and um she's posting on guys don't post on social media because a guys, killer will find you guys don't post on social media cuz a killer is coming for you <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's killer 101 as a matter honestly. of fact like they could find us like i i don't have an instagram we have an instagram for this podcast mm-hmm, just to, mm-hmm. to reach you guys but yeah. we, we are taking, we, we are putting ourselves in danger so you have ways to contact us. That is that's, true. That's the how menis- serious. The meniscus could come for us at any moment. <laughs> Dan, I did list your home address as the address for the podcast, so I hope you're okay with that. The, the big background picture is of you holding your social security number and your passport. So that's fun. That's fun for us. So any hoozle, Dan... This was sent to us by our good, our good, our good friend, Jamie Langlands, who was also in the film Cam. It was like that horror, kind of like POV type of thing. You know what else is fun, though? There's another actor in this, Carl Kennedy Williams, Uh who was in another type of film like that called POV, which me and you. Oh, shit. I loved that film. Yeah. Wait, I I didn't recognize it. 
that's that was going to be one of my questions is where does he even appear in this film because i'm not sure but so the writer and director of this who didn't send this to us by the way but uh he did pov richard anthony dunford oh shit so we're already fans of his interesting so yeah um but yeah my first question to you dan is where is carl kennedy williams because i love him he's amazing yeah and where is Jamie Langlands? I don't and, know where he is and, in this film and either. The, the bait and switch, uh, Richard slash Jamie. Where's Eric Roberts? Whoa! I mean, I where know where is he Eric is. Roberts? I know where he is. Eric Roberts. He's plays at a hotel the, he reading plays, his lines. He plays the antagonist. Yeah, he's reading lines at a hotel. But whenever <laughs> I see or hear oh. Eric Roberts is going to be in a movie, I want to see that Eric Roberts baby face. Ooh. That's right. I want to see that kissable, kissable face. You know, <laughs> there was a bait and switch in this film. We will get to that. But no. So for real, my first question to you is where are these two actors? Because I wanted to see them and I was annoyed. So I was like confused. Jamie is um, Izzy's boyfriend, Jake, or her ex-boyfriend. Ah, see? It's... And like, it's a very small part. That's it's so like, annoying to me. He, he, he appears in a picture, I think. Like, it, it might have been him. It was a really quick look at it. But then um, he has a, a, another line reading where he's an estranged boyfriend. He's like fed up with her, even though she's calling yeah, for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's not reading the situation. He thinks yeah. that she's trying to crawl back to him. See, that was, I was like, okay, this is like a good misunderstanding type of thing. I didn't even realize that was him. That's annoying. So who was Carl? Because it says his name was Sam in this movie. I'm guessing that he was one of the co-workers. Yeah, Nathan Lindell. Yeah, I, I don't know who Nathan is. I have no idea. Yeah, what the fuck? He's great. I don't know. I don't know. I was confused. Anyways, uh, Dan, do you have a question for me? Yes. <laughs> we did not get to the bottom of Jared, confusion, I guess. My question to you is, how, how did you feel about the narrative of this film? Okay, I thought the premise was really good. Right. I, the idea of a call center person being harassed by someone and that slowly escalates into something more dangerous and scary is a good idea for a film. I don't think that this film was executed very well in its premise. Um, it, it, was, it wasn't able to keep my attention for well, a Well, I mean, I think that there's, like, there are some pacing issues. Like, there's a lot of things that are happening that we kind of get a lot of yep. screen time for. We and, don't need to see and it. And we, yeah. we could have cut out some of it. Yeah, for sure. My biggest thing was... I, I mean, I like the tension mounting in the premise, but mm-hmm. this particular premise is done a lot. And maybe what I wanted more of was cat and mouse. Yes, yes, yes. You're preaching right now to me. And absolutely. I, you don't really get it. Like this girl, spoiler alert, like she, she gets attacked by this dude. Like, but yeah. there's, there's no stake involved in it. Like we, we don't have any... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I agree. There's, because like you said, the premise is. It's all veggies and no steak. Yes. It's all veggies and no steak. (laughs) I like how you were so upset by what I just said. You're like, I'm going to say it back to him and then laugh. (laughs) Because. I'm not upset by it. I just, I've never heard that in my life. I, because I just, this is a a Jared original. So I think Sarah Marks as Izzy does a really good job. I just don't think she's given a lot to do in this. And that's the disappointing thing. 
especially coming from this writer and director that we know what he's capable of doing with POV, and that movie was amazing. So I'm, a, I'm pretty disappointed with the way this film went. Fair enough, but there are redeeming qualities in it. There are some things, yes, and we'll get to those. Uh, Dan, Eric Roberts is in this movie. Yes. Does he enhance the film? Like, when you hear that Eric Roberts is going to be in a movie, what does that evoke to you? Like, are you excited? Are you, is there a promise? You know, I feel like when I, when I hear Eric Roberts, like, he better be on screen. Like, I want to see him. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, was that was my point. Like, I, I if I know Eric, because Eric Roberts is in a lot of movies. We'll say yes. that. Dude, he is like him. And uh, what's that one actor? Him and Sam Jackson might be the two hardest working people in showbiz. <laughs> no, there's, there's I a wanna, lot, man. Dude, if you go to his fucking IMDb, he has 107 upcoming films. Yeah, yeah. What? How does that? How is that possible? He's in the same so, vein as uh, what's his name, Joe Estevez, uh, Martin Sheen's brother. Shit, he has a yeah. shit ton of like he has 250 dude. credits to his name. This guy is hustling. Anyway, and I but that. but 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 okay. So but... I I respected I respect Eric Roberts. However, he's mm-hmm. also playing things like the drunk tank dude in Cowboys and Dinosaurs or whatever <laughs> that fucking movie was. was. No, no, no. I mean, yes, later in his career, he's kind of like, I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna do it. And I mean, a paycheck's a paycheck. I get that. So maybe he's at a point in his career where he just doesn't. He just he's like, need, whatever, he man. Need to live, it's acting. Need the hotel. Yeah, it's like. I've already proven myself with a lot of other films I've done. That being it's, said, just do that what being I want. said, he was intimidating. He was scary. Like this guy is coming uh, at her. This guy is coming at her, and we don't know why. Like so, this guy's story is he made some payments to a a fucking like like a car lease or something. Yeah, and he forgot to turn the payments off. So the car lease kept taking his money, and now he has no money, and he's calling the bank and making it their problem, even though he mm-hmm. fucked up. And she's telling yeah. him, yeah, you kind of fucked up. You have to do this on your own. Like, I don't know why you're calling me. You got to call. <laughs> and then that escalates yeah. to this guy, like, trying to find her and, like, just saying these awful things to her over yeah. the phone. Yeah, I honestly feel that... Eric phoned it in literally in this film. Literally, like, yes. You could you could hear him just reading his script. There were some times where he was like trying to have a little fun. Um, but then there the other issue of this movie is the audio uh-huh. that I was having. So there were moments where like the main character, she's driving in her car and she's like singing to the song, but you only hear the song on the radio. Uh-huh. And not in the film. Is, uh-huh. that, is that making sense? So that the audio is just coming out of the car and they're recording it. So it sounds all muffled and weird. And I'm like, I don't know why they would choose it to do this way. I like, like you that. Could at least, really? Yeah, because you, you hear, like, okay. So it, there was this really, I mean, the, there was this really cool ahead. thing where you, like, hear the music swell as the car goes by. And, like, you would never fucking hear that in real life. But, like, you kind of get that effect in this film. So I get wanting to be more realistic with the film, but I think sometimes it is to the detriment when you do stuff like that. Because like when you're making a film, you're going to be adding sound effects, right? Like if someone's walking and you want to hear the footsteps, it's so hard to pick that up. So you're going to add that in later. I want to hear that audio. 
The same way I want to hear the audio of the uncle on the phone who is talking to his niece, because that entire scene, I, I maybe heard 10% of what that guy was saying. I will say that there was, that's, that's the biggest part of the film that had trouble with audio for me. Like his, his audio, his volume seemed to get quieter and quieter as that conversation went on. And it was a very clever idea to have her like walking around talking with the video. And I liked the camera yeah, following the, I loved it. the, uh, the phone that was really cool, but you, you gotta pump that audio, you know, so that we can hear it, not through the phone. I'm talking, put it into the film as a separate track so we can hear their back and forth. Cause like they could have recorded that whole scene in, in, you know, like all those different sections and then had someone else recording the guy on the other end so they could get a clean version of that audio. I don't know. It, it was, uh, it was frustrating to me. So yeah, audio wise, Dan, how, how did you feel? You were saying that that scene was... Just that scene was, was the issue. Like the, okay. the, the film, you know, is predicated upon audio, you know, recordings mm -hmm. because it's about phone calls. So you, you have her and we only see her, but you have the other people like or their disembodied voices talking to her. Yes. I think because that's the crux of the film, that was well done. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the the, yeah. the the phone calls sounded realistic in terms of the the timbre and like the white noise and all that stuff. Like that was well so. Then it just sound. it depends on do you want to be more into the realism of the scene or you know because I it's important for me to understand all the dialogue because I'm trying to get invested in the characters yeah. is what I is my reasoning behind it. So Dan, my other question for you is lighting. How did you feel about the lighting in this movie? There were some scenes that were too dark. Yeah. But they were kind of few and far between because a lot of this comes out of like low lighting inside the house because I think she works at night. Yes. Um, but there were some really cool lighting things as well. Like they mm -hmm. like, so you have scenes where she goes outside, it's way too fucking dark or scenes sometimes in a hallway where it's a little too dark, but then you have scenes where she's like done up her, her office space. She's like hung like these, these chain lights that go down. Yeah. I, I love the way that that scene looks. Yeah. And that's, that's really because of the lighting in that scene. So, um, I don't know. Low lighting is just hard to film in period. Like, yeah, absolutely. And we had watched a film previous where, uh, the director, that was the apples, oranges, lemons, and limes. Mm -hmm. He had actually emailed us and he was saying like, yeah, I intentionally during that film wanted all the lighting to be organic because it was the style of film that he was, I forget exactly what the style was. You would probably know. Cause I don't, I don't fucking know what it's called. Do you, verite, is that, is probably. there a specific, is it Verite? Maybe. I think that's what he was going for. So I thought that was really cool. But in that film, I think it worked sometimes and other times it didn't work. Yeah. And this film, I feel like it's the same type of deal um there were some great like uh that like some of that that shower scene towards the end i thought was really well done yeah. the, the lights you were talking about for her her setup when she was working i thought that was really good other times when the lighting was really dark and it didn't bother me or like when we peered outside she's like oh i'm gonna look outside and it's just blackness just darkness right yeah and works. i kind of liked yeah. that yes because it's like fear the unknown anything could be out there i don't know what's going on um yeah those aren't the two dark scenes yeah. i'm talking about the two dark scenes indoor like, scenes right yeah whenever she's going through different rooms and like again this this might be stuff that you could leave on the the editing room floor yeah because even a nightlight or something <laughs> you know um all right so we're going to 
really get into the film. I know we've already kind of spoiled it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I think this film is not out yet. Dan, do you know if this film is I don't think streaming? it is out streaming because it was on Film Freeway when it was sent to us. So forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it is streaming yet. Uh, I believe it will be soon, though. Okay, so, Dan. Yeah? I guess let's just start talking about scenes. Different scenes that okay. you would be interested in talking about. Um... Because I have some critiques. I have more critiques. You can believe it. I know. Me? Having critiques? Preposterous. Um, I'm interested to, to hear, like, what was standing out for you, right? Like, what made you write notes down? <laughs> um, okay, well, we're going to go straight to the Peloton. That scene was silly, but fun. I actually it was, liked it. it go was ahead. Fun. It was fun. It, it felt just... totally wrong, yeah, but, but... I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. So at one point she calls the police and the police are like, there's a unit on your way, on the way. We can't do much else because you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's going to take 45 minutes to get out there. Keep yourself busy, I guess is something along mm-hmm. the lines that was said to her. And so like, you would think she would go back to work maybe or something like that, or just like, be so horrified and paranoid and just like sit in a corner but instead she pulls out like you know buns of steel <laughs> peloton workout video and it's it's ridiculous it's- the way that she acts in this and i'm not talking about the actor i'm talking about just the character how yeah. it was written she just keeps forgetting that her life is in grave danger yeah and it is frustrating <laughs> to me yes like, this man has harassed her at her work, then found her phone number and where she lives through social media, which is already a pretty scary premise, calls her and is like, hey, I know where you are. You look really nice in that bikini earlier. I'm going to come and kill you. And then she calls the police. And after that, she's like, okay. I think she does actually go back to work for a bit. Yeah. And then she does the Peloton thing. And I'm like, what is happening? Well, okay. She thinks she's safe when yeah. she goes outside, though. But So talk about that. Okay. Oh, God. When she goes outside. She encounters the couple. And yeah, then she's yeah. like, oh, that was nothing. And then she thinks she's safe. And oh, she I back. see. Because she doesn't think she's safe. And that's what prompts her to go outside with a weapon. Yes. And because a car pulls up across the ro- uh, the way from her and she goes and she approaches the car and then it's a dude getting a blowy and he, um, <laughs> that's what I wrote. I wrote guy gets a blowy. That's really funny. He gets we both a blowy call it that. and he, um, he, he freaks out and she freaks out and they leave. Oh, and then she's like, Oh, there's nothing to fear. But, um, there is something to fear. And his name is, Eric Oh my. Roberts. It's fucking Eric Roberts stand in. And it, I was so frustrated where it just, it kept showing her and then the person in the background just like dicking around doing different things. And I'm like, there's no tension here. There's no suspense. Like the fear of that unknown entity coming to get you, it's not there because he's there. Like, I don't know. It just, it wasn't really working for me, right? Like we didn't just see him walk by for a second. He was just like, here I am. I mean, I if know, he could no have tension. been doing, like, really weird and creepy things, like spying on her and breathing hard, you know? Like, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. that like, intensity. So, yeah. Um, here's some angles I thought 
would have I would have like enjoyed more is so more disturbing phone calls. Like, why even have this be not in the realm of supernatural? Like, imagine this film, but it becomes like a psychological horror of because the film is about how you treat customer service on yeah. the phone on these phone lines, right? Yeah. That's what everything's about. And you can you could have gotten that across by like every phone call she takes, suddenly they're talking similarly to the person that harassed her and she's having like a psychosis yeah. where yeah. she's hearing certain phrases or his voice in the phone calls and it's freaking her out. That would and be then fucking crazy. It's, and then it starts coming out into the real world and it, maybe it's in her head. You don't know. You don't know what's going on, you know? And it's just like that trauma is following her. Um, and I, yeah, I thought that could have been really fun. Right. Like and they, that, they that, was, more real that would approach. have, that would have maintained the integrity of what the point of the film was as yes. well. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. what this film's biggest strength is, is the ending because that oh. that solidifies exactly what this film is about and the ending very good ending the, the ending is she gets the shit beat out of her by this dude and she ends up killing him but she is just like beat to hell like, yeah yeah great makeup all over her face. yeah cool makeup the, the yeah. eye was a little too puffy but regardless, like it, she was, she was beat, severely beaten. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't recognize her anymore. And she puts on the fucking headset and signs into work and continues to work. And then it ends. And it's like, yes. Yeah. I thought that was really yes. good. And like that was definitely a home run for mm-hmm. me. I really, really like that. Cause that's, I was thinking, I'm like, man, she should get back up and start working. Yeah. That would be insane. And, she, and then she did. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was awesome. Um, how did you feel about the mask in this? I loved it. It was, it was, <laughs> at first I'm like, this looks ridiculous. But the more I look at it, the creepier it gets, you know? I love the mask. I wish there was more significance yeah. to what the mask represents. It was more like, hey, we have this cool mask. And like, it's just in the uncle's house. He's yeah, like, Chekhov's I mask. found it. He's like, I bought it somewhere. I don't know. And that was it. It's like, have more meaning to what's going on in the scene, right? I, I want more of Izzy's relationship with maybe even like like her ex and her uncle. I want that to factor in more into what's going on, right? I uh more psychological play could have been fun, or like you said earlier, more of a cat and mouse between those two. Because if you want to keep it realistic, right? Just have them battling it out in different ways. They don't even have to be physical most of the time about it. They could be talking back and forth. It could well, be well. I think there, an there exercise is, on there like is a danger. Customer. There is a danger of cat and mouse over the phone to like not be a ripoff of Scream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I'm so yes, there have been Scream did, did that very well, but I think there have been many other films where I was completely engaged and the film like. Like there's like a there's like a film of a guy who's just in a telephone booth. Yeah. The whole freaking movie and and that movie was keep like keeps your attention. So it's yeah. just it's more about like what's going on, why is this character invested, why do I care about you know his plight or what's going on. Well, I'm talking about in that film. In this film, it's the same. Like I wanted to care more about this character. And by the time we got to the big fight and her like trying to defend herself, I don't feel like I really knew her that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was unfortunate to me because I wanted to root for her. 
I suppose, but that also kind of contributes to the meaning of the film in which that, like, you perceive them as a faceless person, right? Mm, so I, mm. I don't know. I don't know. You can think about it. What if the perspective was from the the intruder? Like, it was the intruder's point of view. And then we get to it, and he's like, oh, you're just a person. There's a person doing a job. I don't know. Just an interesting exercise. Or I thought it was interesting when, because the beginning is the killer. Yeah. He goes and attacks an, act- an actual call center. Yeah. And I thought that was such a good premise. I could have watched a whole movie about this group of call center workers. We could have had interpersonal relationships, different drama going on there. They get trapped in the call center because there's this fucking psycho in there and they, he like holds them hostage. We could have done a whole thing about that. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of like dude comes in and like hits this woman with a wrench. And I think that was the same yeah, bad guy, right? Because yeah. I guess he goes to jail for like 14 years or something. And Carl Baxter. Carl. I don't know. Or is it Carl? It's something Baxter. Caleb, it just, Caleb Baxter? It made me think, yeah, Caleb. Was this a COVID movie? That's is, a good is question. This, is this why this movie was... You know, just one person talking to voices, right? Quite possibly. But then, like, how did they film the beginning? And we did have characters interacting pretty close to each other, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Was it a budgetary thing? Was it COVID? I don't know. To to come to this film's defense, finally, in my final thoughts... Finally, my... To come to the film's defense and final thoughts, um, it wasn't like it was incoherent. You know what I mean? Like it was a well put together film and there was tension and there was suspense and it, it, it hit those buttons, but this is coming off of the heels, I guess, POV. Like it's probably unfair to compare the two, but like POV, like they had the steaks, Mm -hmm. it had veggies and steaks. You know what I mean? And like, there's just so much Mm -hmm. dialogue and like, it's just a perfect storm of just creepiness. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it just, it felt a little too cliche, maybe, I guess, is, is the issue. But it was well put together cliche, you know? Mm, yeah. This was a well-made film that I just don't think the premise and what was going on was holding my attention enough. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, now, again, I love Eric Roberts. I think you could have had somebody different, a character. I don't know. Let's say Carl Kennedy Williams. Yeah. Be, uh, play the villain. Oh my God. I don't know. What do I fucking know? And have him deliver those same lines. I think he would have destroyed it. Yeah, he would. No, I'm sorry, Eric Roberts, but you've been. Replaced. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, Maybe have Jamie be like the cop who's like, oh, I'm the detective. Oh, I'm coming to save you. Oh, yeah, you. the fucking Kinda cop like in that the comes Shining. in gets fucking murdered. Yeah, but like, what if this whole thing, she's like, keeps calling the cop and they're kind of like, maybe a little flirting, you know, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm finally getting there. I got through all the traffic and he's like, I'm here to save you. And then he just gets an axe right in the yep. belly, just like in the Shining. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I just choked on my own laugh. Anyways, that's my final thoughts. Dan? Guys. You can find us on Twitter at AnyFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at AnyFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. Um, Jamie and fellow director Richard, please continue to send us films. 
Absolutely. We love Absolutely. them. We love them. We eat them up. We will eat anything and watch anything. I will lap it all up like a little kibby cat. Kibby kibby. With a bowl of milk. Meowk. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. Whether you're just listening to the show, that means a lot to me, certainly. And, or actually, or, you know, giving us little tips on the Patreon. That rules too. You know, it, it keeps the lights on here. Uh, and uh, go rate us if you want to. Go check us out. We're on threads now, even though oh, I, shit. I haven't posted anything yet. Um, I'll have I'm to figure, it, I'll, I'll figure threads out soon. I've just been. I mean, it just seems like Twitter, yeah. <laughs> right? It's just, it's just, but yeah. it's Instagram but that's cool. based. So it's like, yeah, because it's, we I, have more I kind of like how it's. Instagram. We might yeah. have more of the following on there. So Dude, I'll, our Instagram try. is is fucking popping off. That's where it's at, honestly. And now that those are tied together, it's so it seems seamless. I think it's a good idea. And I hope it destroys Twitter because I don't like Twitter. Uh, <laughs> anyways. First Twitter. Thank you, Thank you all for listening. Dan, you have the final word. First Twitter. Tomorrow. The world. The world. podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good well my friend it is not as hard as you might think because necropoticon has you covered they've got movie reviews horror shows games comedy and improv so all you gotta do is head on over to necropoticon.com to find your new favorite podcast yeehaw necropoticon hard to pronounce easy to listen